namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhassa namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhassa namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhassa buddhang dhammang sanghang namasami So this uh, one the phrase that the Buddha Dhamma Foundation used. I think you got it on your thermos, your flasks, awakening to reality. <laughs> That's a, I think it's one something Lumpur Samadha probably said. <laughs> yeah. What's that? <laughs> well, we know what existence is. Bawa, the Bawa Chakra, the wheel of becoming, the this and the that, the circumstances and the ongoing and the conditions changing and moving, good ones, happy ones, unhappy ones, unskillful ones, skillful ones, awakening to the changeability, the relativity of that. Hmm. So reality isn't some other state so much as just the uh, begins with the, the detachment or witnessing or getting perspective on existence. And uh, this is sustained in existence. The Bawa calms down, slows down, bits of it drop off. Yeah, some of the tumult, the intensities, the complexities. Yeah, without, you know, the experience is lightening. It's called enlightenment. It gets lighter, more open. More things stop, cease, fade out. Things get lighter, more open. Mm. Sense of me, nagging, pushing, worrying. Scheming, planning, despairing, calms down, begins to fade out. Uh, if faith can arise, there's a way beyond existence. Awakening to it. There's a path. So sometimes you, these people can have these moments when they awaken, you know, spontaneously, or who knows, you know, something happens, they just suddenly wake up for a, maybe a split second or a few moments, or have a depth experience, and and then, well, well, and but then the point the, the Buddhist path is exceptionally methodical and careful in having a systematic way not just of uh, dropping in there but of slowly working into that and honoring and putting aside and understanding the person the personality the conditions 
so that you can also integrate that into daily life you can freshen up you can release the pieces that are stale or useless or directly painful or pointless and purify and then still you can bring forth the good and the skillful for the sake of happiness and joy and service and love and surrender offering service so the ending of old karma karmic heap accumulations the obsessive self then one can still act as the Buddha certainly did without heaping up accumulations you just act purely and don't hang on to results or goals so there's no accumulation you you don't adopt any of it and this is uh, so there can be this purity of action mm. so you know, just as a in terms of a retreat and a meditation practice and something you can perhaps affect and in very simple terms it's this uh, um, our access uh, entering the field so giving ourselves the opportunity the reminder to enter the field field awareness careful attention entering the field so (laughs) put aside what isn't necessary and then broaden, widen, deepen where are you now? where is it now? where is your presence now? Where is the listening, openness now? Can you stay with that just a little longer? Deepen it, widen it, till it more or less comes to a place of stasis. It feels complete. You're ready. Or it feels as complete as it can be now. So you have to, you know, just get a sense that something isn't pressing on to the next thing jumping to conclusions trying to get it finished working out a strategy something isn't hanging back waiting for it all to end (laughs) looking for the sweet spot just opening okay all you want to do is find presence open to the field presence where there can be a listening that's just open, not seeking, but prepared to allow things to arise. What's important, what's beautiful, what's of the moment, what needs to be addressed. And when we open to the field, the post, this is the beginning of right view. You view. Right view is just an overall view. And uh, with wisdom, one begins to understand this is, a, is pointing to karma, causes, habits, causes, and effects, where they go, 
the skillful, the unskillful. Just pause. Just don't you don't have to do anything other than really get it. Uh, so you you begin to witness the me package, the package of me, the one you know so well. Probably tired of at times. It's posturing, its needs, its endless bickering, <laughs> fretting, and self importance. Don't get averse to it. It's something that needs to be completed, something that needs to be unpacked. So how is this? Wouldn't it just to focus to understand this? And if we unpack this, beginning with this, then perhaps there's enough clarity, wisdom, good heart to proceed. See what is written. And then you notice the hindrances. Perhaps it becomes clearer. Sense sensuality, sense desire, searching for something, you know, pleasant to occupy oneself with, taste, sight, fantasies, ill will, grudging, resentment towards oneself or others, negativity, regret, guilt. Yeah. Something's always damping you down. Complaining, critical, fault-finding, finding fault with others, finding fault with yourself, moaning and complaining, resisting and oppressing, fearing, dreading, imagining everyone is hostile, developing hard defensive shells and strategies, all the accumulations of ill will. Trying to be perfect, Ill will. Why is that ill will? Because it's saying, unless you're perfect, you're not going to get any, you're not worthwhile. Therefore, there's something wrong with you. Get perfect, otherwise you're intolerable. What a cruel punishment that is. What is perfect? It's always one step further away from where you are. Perfectionism, idealism. So ill will, dullness, unwillingness, can't be bothered, who cares, give up, this kind of dull drudgery of the mind, just drudging along, no joy, no spring, no bounce. Obviously there can be sleepiness, but even more than that, it's just a lack of of buoyancy, a lack of will, lack of interest, just ho humming. <laughs> mm. yeah. Restlessness, fidgety, planning, twitching, scrolling through the mind, looking for thoughts, impressions, restlessly fidgeting in the mind, fidgeting in the heart. No rest, worry, flurry. Doubt, 
no abiding place, nothing you really trust that you can access, nothing you find a feeling of self-confidence in, rely upon. So these we see, well, whatever else, these surely are to be dispelled. Can't whatever else you do, if these are going on in your life, they're always going to be messing things up for yourself and for others. So how does one deal with uh, the hindrance of sensuality? You begin to experience both the uh, unpleasantness of it, where it's always pulling and dragging like a hungry dog, always sniffing at the door, trying to scratch its way into something new. This is tedious. And how much benefit? And then looking at the advantage of non-sensuality, the kind of simplicity, cleanness, ease, contentment. This is a massive shift. So we look at hoarding things, looking at the advantage of not having so much stuff to have to think about. Accumulate, tidy up, remember where it is. The joy of giving it, cleaning, giving away, giving, giving, giving. Not accumulating. So you give careful attention to the sign of non-sensuality. Not being so interested in the outward appearances of things. People's bodies, clothes, styles, colours. Yeah. It's all, there's a lot of it around, isn't there? It's all splashed around. Every billboard, every advertisement's got something sensually pleasing, bright, delightful, happy, charming, gay, sexy, something. You know. <laughs> all doctored up. You know, how undignified. You know all these things that pass anyway not, not and then attend not just to be puritanical but to attend to the ease of just dropping all that you know, so you abide in the heart you abide in skillfulness self-respect a true purpose, uh, abiding with good people, good hearts, people you can trust. This is better, this is more comfortable, this is more agreeable. Attend to that sign, give careful attention to it, ponder it. If you ponder it, give careful attention to it, does it mean you're something in you comes into a sense of composure? And ah, oh, yes. That's what you look for. You look for the ah. That's it. So don't believe these things. Pre, but work your way towards it till you get that ah. Enough. This is it. Moment. And something. Then this is a way of dispelling doubt. You you know for yourself. Yeah. That feels good for me. 
ill will, look at the various forms of ill will, ill will towards others. Yeah, there's plenty of people you can feel annoyed about, irritated by, complain about, critical, plenty of them, plenty of actions. And what's it doing to you? How does that affect your heart? We can see and we can witness and we can notice things that make us feel angry, upset, critical, disappointed in others or in ourselves. And you feel this kind of souring, depression. Is it possible to attend to the sign of non-ill will? Doesn't mean you approve and love everything, everything is utterly great and pink and perfect, but just putting aside that rancor, that distaste, just, you know. So, aspects of your, your own behavior or your, that you don't feel are so agreeable, just stop, pause. Maybe you just have to come to terms with it. You're not somebody else, you're not some model, you're not some perfect hero, perfect Buddhist, perfect meditator, perfect anything. But, you know, come to terms with it. Find the place where you feel that steadiness and composure. That's the only place you can get real development. It's going to arise from, not from berating yourself all the time, comparing yourself with others. Mm. Unwillingness, just uh, kind of slow laziness, not just laziness, but also a lack of lack of bounce, a lack of brightness, a lack of initiative, a dulling of the mind, a dulling of the imagination. Just stupid. <laughs> yeah, this we need to attend to uh, the momentary, the specific quality of experiences. Like every day is the first moment, every breath is the first moment, every thought is a new one. The arising of it, now. The arising of the sensation, now. Now you may have had that sensation many times, but the nowness of it. And you begin afresh. Same nagging thought. Begin afresh. Step back from it. Begin afresh. Say hello to the nagging thought. Pick the nagging thought up. Say, where would, where would you like to go? Nagging thoughts. <laughs> like to do some more nagging today? That's fine. Nagging thought. So, oh, used to believe in me one time. <laughs> now you're just contemplating. Use some imagination practice. Don't get blind, dull, habitual. 
restlessness, attend to the sign of that which is stable. You keep following everything that changes, every sensation, every just following it rather than witnessing it. It can only take you to more of the same. So giving space, the space doesn't change. The awareness, the openness to it doesn't change. Give careful attention to that. In this process you begin to find something you have confidence in. Gives you a little bit more ground. Something you don't have to keep trying to hold on to, it rises for you. You open into it, you rest in it, you sit back in it. It's there for you. Field. Field awareness and within that, where is your body? What do you experience as a body now? What, do you, what is directly the experience of being here now as a body? Hmm? Sense of pressure, form, warmth, cool, vibration. Somewhere in there, the rhythm, rhythmic flow, breathing in, breathing out. Maybe it's not there, maybe it's just sitting here feeling your body and looking into that and saying, oh, this piece in my arms isn't necessarily relax. These fingers need to just settle. Hmm? Just letting it come into form till it's settled. That process, careful attention till it settles, a sign of settling. The sign of settling, however that, you, that is for you, whatever takes you to that, the sign of settling, so that there's freedom from doubt, and the hindrances can begin to be seen and unraveled. You know, this important thing I have to do by tomorrow—that's just restlessness. This terrible hindrance that I have, I'm such a mess, this is just ill will. <laughs> you know, you, they, the masks drop off. And it's this, uh, you know, it's often specific, very personal scenarios. That act as the mask for hindrances. You know? And because they're personal, we think, oh, this isn't really about Dhamma. This is just me. This isn't Dhamma. Well, Dhamma is approached through unraveling the person package. You know? In all its curiosities and its embarrassing foibles. <laughs> and it changes. Remember, the mind will always go to the familiar as a foundation. That's its default. It always goes back to the familiar. The familiar is called old karma. That's what it slides back to, the old karmic message, the old karmic 
and if you keep going that you just keep repeating old karma again and again this is called buying into existence you repeat because that's the that's the familiar one <laughs> it's easy you go back to the same nagging the same pushing the same worrying the same craving the same sense of ill will towards yourself the same sense of comparing yourself with other people the same feeling of inadequacy the same sense of you got to do all the work it's your responsibility you have to be this down and the other you know the same old thing give it another throw roll down <laughs> down the road again <laughs> same old car <laughs> onwards it's easy painful but easy <laughs> so it's just this kind of shifting out of the rut which at first is disorienting because I know who I am I can do it really well it's miserable but uh, it's mine I know how to do it and I can kind of work with it so some of the painful bits I, I kind of muffle them and they push over and I get by and I you know indulge a bit to get over the really sticky pieces and you know, turn a blind eye to some things and blame somebody else for other things and then just roll the whole thing along, it works yeah, it works you can get through life like that so then at the end of it, what was all that about? <laughs> you know, denying oneself access to the magnificent, the miraculous, the Dhamma, the depth is easy because the personality doesn't know it it's not a depth experience <laughs> in no circumstance, in those old karma and if you continue following it you'll do that for a long, long time and it gets more and more believable fortunately all of you have enough wisdom been through it long enough to have some sense of hey there's something fishy about all this <laughs> I'm doing the same thing <laughs> it's not going anywhere uh oh game's up wake up yeah. how do I do that? what am I supposed to do? how do I get there? I'm making a lot of effort perhaps I'm not going to make it this time there's the me package again yeah so you get this moment when you dawn and the me is the first thing that comes in you can almost feel it coming here she comes again <laughs> you know, you sit down to meditate for a moment you sit there, it's kind of peaceful and then here she comes again you've got to meditate, be mindful what practice should you be doing get on with it you know, so and so, so and so <coughs> attain first jhana within a week get on with it and practice and, and get rid of those hindrances stop thinking so much here she is again <laughs> well, me comes in like three seconds after you started sometimes one second you sit down for a moment you go oh and then here she comes again <laughs> about to suffer And then the proliferation, the K 
cascade of possibilities and the tumult, the cascade, the proliferation of future and past and all and should and never. And they say, and I think, and it, I read this and I can't do that, and when will I ever, or the cascade based upon doubt, restlessness, ill will, craving. All this, the proliferation, papancha cascade. And uh, the Buddha, he described this, you know, sense of searching, craving for some end result, something to sink into, something to get good at, that craving, tanha, craving for becoming, craving to move on, craving to get to the next step, craving to go through 14 steps of Anapanasati before lunch <laughs> and leave the next two for after lunch that's modest <laughs> here we go here she is again craving and then this ditti ditti is a sense of something begins to occupy a view Something starts looking, taking a stand, taking a position, taking a stand. Mana, conceit, that which takes a stand becomes formulated into myself. Here I am watching my mind, and I don't think very much of it. Mana. And then, so this goes on, then more craving, and ill will, restlessness. So, what's it like to go from this, this kind of ditti, which is sakaya ditti, to samma ditti, from self view to right view? Well, be ready for it. Sense of self will arise, be ready for it. You know it. And step back. Let's notice the flavour. This is the flavour of restlessness, your will, craving. Mm-hmm. Let's begin to take it apart. It's not really a person, it's an accumulation of tendencies and trends of sankharas. And they're always extremely distasteful, really. Then uh, don't interpret it with your brain. Don't get shocked by it with your heart. Be more spacious, open. Be strong-hearted, open to it. Feel it in your body. The, the surging, the fluttering, the pressures. Extend down to your hands, your feet. Take a deep breath, breathing out. 
Breathe out like you're gently breathing out into a balloon. Feeling the entirety of your field come back into the field. Doesn't matter where you've been. When you unpick suffering, it's not very nice. When you undo defilements, they're not particularly inspiring. But breathing them out, rather than, here, oh, I'm so this, I'm so that, I'm never going to get it, well, I've just lost it, I was good yesterday, now I've lost it. No. There it is again. There's the self again. There's the person again. There's the me again. There's the doubt again. Wrapping it all up into another package. Now, breathing out, feeling the entirety, letting it run through the embodiment, into the space around you, into the ground beneath you. Deep breath. Breathing out, breathing out is always a good place to begin, because it's got that sign of release in it, the sign of letting go, the sign of relinquishment, the sign of cleaning out sign of emptying the past, the stale, the old. It carries this kind of sign, this message. Breathe out, wait, let the in-breath happen by itself. <clears throat> yeah? So all these messages, trying to be mindful, unwavering persistence, no. <laughs> that, that may happen. Be careful means it's very much like you can't take step two, three before you've taken step one. And then step one is just as entering the field till you get to that. Uh huh. Something settled. That settledness is not a thought, it's not an idea, it's not a construction, it's not a decision, it's not a dogma, it's not any of that, it's just. Uh Awaken to that. It's not dramatic, but it shifts because it's a shift from the conditioned activities, however good, however nice they sound, they're all subject to delusion, to attachment, to passion, to craving to coming and going, to change. So find the place where there's that moment of settling, being present. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Just that little step more, enjoy it. Open your heart to it. This is a risen for you. This is a gift. This is a gift from the Buddha, if you like. If you don't enjoy it, it's not fully given you. Open to it. Yeah. It's simple, direct, 
accessible. It just lifts you off the track. And then, what's beautiful? Come from the heart when you're looking to make, okay, now what you can do, sama sankapa, right motivation, so that can be what you're going to say, what you're going to write, what you're going to do in your job, what you can respond to person next door, or your work, or your client, or your dog, you know, what you're going to eat. <laughs> you know, you can do anything with this, really. So do that which is you feel, yes, this is a bit right now. Right now, this is coming from a good place. It's just chanting. Right now, this is coming from a good place. Place where I feel a sense of there's a certain happiness in it, a certain lightness in it, a certain naturalness in it, a certain joyfulness in it. Yes, there's a yes in it. Uh, and I think just to be able to live saying yes to what you do rather than, oh, I suppose I've got to. Oh, well, I have to. Well, they told me to. Well, it's my job to. Well, I owe it to somebody else to. Well, she wants me to, so I suppose I'm better. <laughs> After all, you've got to do what you can for other, other people are happy, so it's not really the right to be selfish and think of yourself all the time. You want to be selfish. You make sure you work hard for other people. You know, otherwise, indulgent, lazy, selfish person like you. <laughs> Doesn't sound very joyful, does it? You know, and then you find out other people think, God, I wish he was a bit more joyful instead of being this dogged, dutiful person who really begrudges what she's doing. She thinks she's doing me a favour. She's such a misery, eh? <laughs> You know, people love free spirits, joyful. If you're not perfect, you can live with it. Is this possible? Is it worth trying, seeing if it's possible? You know? Imagine what it would be like. Just don't get down to fine details, just set up that imagination. Or be a little more joyful, open. Not so much me, not so much pre-judged. And you work with it. Because these personal personality uh, formations are very solidly built masks over the hindrances and the habitual karma and the conditions. Otherwise, they, you know, we wouldn't go for them. But every time you follow them, you've made another layer. You thicken it, like you're another layer of varnish on top of it. It gets thicker. Mm-hmm. You know, and even in uh, Buddhist practice, Dhamma practice, this stuff comes up. No. So certainly, you know, my own experience, the feeling, oh, I've got to be diligent, 
be sure of patient, unflinching resolve. Keep going, unflinching resolve. It's all, yeah, it sounds good. I'm really coming from a kind of uh, dogged, dutiful. I'm somebody easy to get dogged. Dogged means you just keep going like an ox, buffalo. Just put your head down, square your shoulders, and keep going, dragging the plow. <clears throat> you know, you just keep doing that. And if, it doesn't matter how much, you know, how many sticks and stones fall on you, just keep pushing and going, trudging away. It's got, it certainly has some, you know, it's not bad. But, you know, it makes life such a burden. You've always got to looking for a plow to drag. You know, a sense of duty, duty person. But then I'd notice dutifully meditating, dutifully practicing, dutifully keeping the training rules, dutifully working as an abbot, dutifully turning up to everything on time. Nobody else is dutifully turning up to things on time. I'm dutifully there all the time, dutifully giving the talks, dutifully going to the meetings, dutifully doing my duty, dutifully. So it's, wait a minute, and I realize I'm starting to get kind of critical of other people, negative. So no, 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 no joy in this. I'm just kind of dragging this plow along. Yeah. You know, somebody once saying to me, this Nam said to me, oh, Bunty, you're dying the harness. We all know that. <laughs> What's she talking about? Die in the harness, I'm just doing my duty as a summoner. What's that voice? Doing my duty, how's that sound? Actually, there's some resentment in that. You know? You've given up on your heart. You've just done your duty and given up on your heart, haven't you? So, okay, and the sign arises, oh, forget it, it's okay, I quit. I just dropped everything. Now I just go to the puja, meditate, and say to the rest of the world, you can go to hell. <laughs> felt good, felt really good. <laughs> Ah, deep breathing in, breathing out. Ah, that feels good. Off the track, out of the harness of being the best, the dutiful, the strongest, the one who takes it all, the responsible. Ah, off the track. And you realise nobody else noticed, nobody else minded. Life went on, same old thing, people doing their stuff, you know. Okay, but then, yeah, I enjoy serving just for the joy of it. So it's not like, you know, it's just that adjusting. So what you're doing, you're not doing from these kind of habitual, stuck places. But do something just for the joy of it. 
just because it's generous or loving or interesting that's right and who's I don't know how that is for you what what does that for you you know you look at other people wow he's doing amazing things she does this fantastic most important thing is to awaken to reality through you you know you you're undoing your package is your door not undoing somebody else's package undoing your package is your door to the field awaken to reality through your ears through your heart you know and then there's no deal there's no end result you're looking for it's just I do this because of joy and there's no you know you look at the self thing that comes in about what I'm going to get back out of it what are people going to think of me am I going to be admired am I going to be praised am I going to be seen that I fit in you know I'm a nice boy I work I could do my duty people think I'm okay we're doing it for that just so that people will think I'm okay? Is that it? Do it for the just the purity. And you find actually you fit in. You fit in with good people, with wise people, with people who who are joyful, loving, give you space. Those are the ones you want to fit in with. You don't want to fit in with the people in the concentration camp. You don't want to fit in with the people in the, who are doing slave labour. Because <laughs> they want you to do like what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. So join, the, you know, fit in with a noble company. Yeah. And you know, know how you can know that in yourself. So this ending, you know, really the ending of doubt. So in these first three fetters, the personality view, you know, as we go to the personality, the person to tell us what to do. Yeah, the old stuff, it's Sakaya Diti. Yeah. You get stuck into systems. You just do the same old stuff over and over again because it's familiar, you know, you're doing, you're not really fully with it in your heart, you're just doing the same old thing. Doubt. You haven't really touched something that transcends that the aha moment when you, there's nobody there and you aware is the arising of self what it's formed out of then you can step back and unfold it yeah, there's plenty to do in that or plenty of unfolding to do but the uh, to really um, you know look at the way the, the awakening is structured it doesn't start out with not having any greed 
or passion or aversion. It starts out with unpacking the personality, person. You know, the rest of it, you know, comes a little bit later. Yeah. This is very realistic of the Buddha. When you have resolve, faith in Buddha as it is in you, awakening as it is in you, and it's a sense of uh-huh, something stops. You found a place where you touch the ground. This one, you go for refuge to that. So we say, take refuge in Buddha Dhamma Sangha. This is, you know, this place. And you realize this is the field of the noble company. Sangha. This is the field where the Dhamma says, investigate directly in yourself, encouraging. This is the field. This is where the, the speculation stops. So, you know, awaken to reality. <laughs>